and be ready in Psalm 48, and then we're going to go to Psalm 100. Father, we thank you for what you're doing and the power we receive, the presence of your presence in this house. I'm so glad, Lord, that you are honored in this place. I'm so glad, God, that we, we're not a people that are out to try to impress. Lord, we just want to impress you and glorify your name. You are the Lord of this house, and your name be upon it, O oh God. I thank you, Lord, for your people present, for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's just simple verse of scripture, Psalm 48, 12 through 14. And, but I couldn't get away from it. We were worshiping the Lord and thinking about God and his goodness and his provision and his, his, what he's done. And it says here, the psalmist says, it says, walk about Zion. Or take a good tour, examination. Go Go and walk around Zion. Walk around where you're at. Walk around your world. You know, the world is a pretty big place, but you've got, you and I have our world, don't we? You, you do have a world, don't you? You live in a life. You'll be punching in tomorrow, being a part of your world when you go to work and various things, your house, you'll leave here and go home to your world. And you'll go and sit at your table at your world and turn on the TV that's in your world and and enjoy the benefits of life as you leave here. And then you come in this place in Rodney Pike Church of God. It's part of your world. So just, you know, your world is where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. It's your world. You know, uh, uh, and it's a beautiful world as a whole. But, you know, just the incredible geography and the creation of God. But, you know, our world, all of us have our worlds that we live in that some of us, most of us don't even know your world and where you're living but he says walk about zion and go all around her go walk around the perimeters the walls and and all the geometry all not geometry geography of your your uh, existence just walk around and and then count her towers and mark her bulwark Consider her palaces. In other words, go and look at the, this. Evidently, the psalmist was referring to the fact that they were a people evidently at one time gotten through a battle, an invasion, an attack. And just go on and take a, and, and assess what's around you and look around and see the walls are still standing. And the towers that were built are still standing. And your existence and where your world is is still around. Go and take careful consideration of all of that around you. And it says, then mark her, her bulwars, uh, or let me put it this way, walls. Mark her walls. Consider her palaces. Why? Because it says that you may tell it to the generation following. For this is God. God, our God, forever and ever, he will be our guide even to death. In other words, to tell the next generation that's going to come in the doors of this church, that look, I've been through some stuff. I've been in some battles. Our life we've faced, I've faced some tough times. And we as a family, we've had some tough times. We've had spiritual attacks and things that are going on. 
in, in tough times around us. The circumstances around us at times have not looked real good. And we have faced such tough times. Listen, I'm telling you, the past two years or so have been the toughest times that I think most of us, tougher times that I've ever seen in my life. And you know what I'm talking about, a tough time. But it's time to take uh, inventory. It's time to look around and see what is standing and what is good and what is strong. And that it is God who has done this. And we are to tell the future generation, look what God has done. Look what the Lord will do in your life, in your world, as you begin to grow up. Let me tell you, Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. We serve a faithful, dependable God. It's not that we own him, for he owns us. But he's faithful with his possession, which is you and I. And he's faithful. He provides for us. He blesses us. And if there's anything we need to do, we need need to be thankful for what we see, what we have, what we've received, what God has done, and then let it begin to graduate into praise unto God for who he is and where he sits and how he reigns, and we glorify his holy name. His holy name. Tell it. <coughs> for this is God, our God, forever and ever. The greatest heritage I can leave to my family and to future generations is the heritage that God is God and that he sits on the throne and that he is faithful and he changes not and we can depend on him. So parents, you tell your kids, we're serving the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And for you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord. And on, why? Because it's the best decision of your life. It's the best decision you can make because you can take inventory around you. The devil said, I was going to defeat you. The devil said, I was going to destroy your home. The devil said, I was just going to crush you, pull down every wall of defense and protection you have. I'm going to tear down the towers of your life or what you work toward to establish and build. And But what he found out was that those walls were built upon the name of Jesus Christ. Those towers were built upon the name of the Lord. And because of that, they're still standing. They're still standing because of him. In Psalm 100, Psalm 100, I, I saw a little word, a phrase, I hadn't really, really noticed it. Was just in verse 4, we know the kind of scripture about he says in verse 3 in Psalm 100, Know that the Lord, he is God, and it is he who's made us, and not, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Then we know verse 4, so free, you know, we can quote it. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. The last part of verse 4 is important. Be thankful to him, and bless his name. See, it, it doesn't just say be thankful. It says be thankful to him and to bless his name. 
I believe the Lord has anointed this worship service today and this coming together today, today and anointed it because there's some people come in this house. Not only did you enter with thanksgiving, but you've entered his courts with praise. You've entered the gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving gets you to where you can worship the Lord. Thank God the Lord wants you to be thankful. I want to encourage you to be thankful. And to readjust, if you've got a bad attitude, it's because you're not thankful. You complain a lot, it's because you're not thankful. You, you, fell in, you fall into the pit of entitlement. That's the one thing about when we first got saved. We, boy, how many here remember when you first got saved? Oh, you know, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. You know, everybody was beautiful, even my mother-in-law. I'm talking, I'm talking about you, not me. But everybody, you just want to hug everybody, love everybody. You went in the work uh, on that Monday after you got saved, and you started whistling on the way to work because you just had the joy of the Lord in your heart. But what happens is that as the time moves on, we become, we begin, what is it with us? We lose some of this. We lose because we forget to be thankful and to be thankful and because if you have a heart of ingratitude, then everything becomes an entitlement. Why, you know, I ought to have this going on in my life. I work hard on my job. It used to be you praised God because you had a job. And you sought the Lord. So, God, give me a job. You got a job. And then two weeks later, start complaining about your boss. Or start, start complaining about your job. And it's like, you know, God answered your prayers because you've lost the thankfulness. But if you'll be thankful for what you have, be thankful for what God has done, guess what's going to happen? then God will give you more. He will give you more. He will bless you more. But if you're not thankful for what you have, what makes you think he's going to bless you with something else? Until you and I learn to be thankful for what we have and God has given us so very much. We are a blessed people. We are blessed. And we're to give thanks to him. That's what you've been doing today. You've been giving thanks to him. That's what I want you to do on Thursday is give thanks to him. Even if around the table is filled with family members who are heathen. Some of you might have households like that. You go there and you sit down in the name of Jesus Christ. You give God the glory for what the Lord has done for you. You're going to stand out. You're going to be an oddball, but you're going to be a, miss, uh, a message and a testimony to those who are present. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use you. Tell your family, you see, you know, God's been so good to me. He's so good to me. He's so faithful to me. And then they'll change the subject. want to talk about football, but that's okay. You know, you say, well, then you get to place it Sunday. Well, I don't know who's playing Thursday. It's usually the same teams on Thursday. But, you know, but if Green Bay Packers are winning, if they're playing, if they're winning, you say, well, you know, God's so good to the Green Bay Packers. What I'm trying to say, that might be a little bit facetious there. But put God in the room. Put God in the house. Let Jesus be at your table. Even if it's not, you didn't prepare the food at someone else's house, someone else's table. But it's your table when you sit down. I'll tell you what, the plate that I receive is my plate. Ain't nobody going to eat out of my plate. Unless I give them permission to eat from my plate. That cranberry sauce, that turkey, that dressing, that mashed potatoes, they're mine. And I will sit down at my table and I will praise God for his faithfulness 
Faithfulness to me through COVID. Faithfulness to us as a people. Faithfulness, faithfulness to us as a family. God has blessed you. And don't you listen to the liar. You listen to the truth. God is worthy of praise and honor and glory. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. I just want to tell you, thank him. Thank him, Thursday. Thank him. Thank him every day. And I guarantee you, if you'll stop complaining about what you don't have and start thanking God for what you do have, God's going to open the door. God's going to give you more. I've seen people have spiritual, supernatural breakthroughs when they start being thankful once again. Being thankful once again. And you thank God for that difficult family member that you got to get around. Give God thanks. Give God thanks and ask him to use you to let the love of Jesus go forth out of you. But look what the Lord has done and give thanks to him. You've done that. I believe you did it and kind of led to the atmosphere of worship. We thank God for it. We want to partake of the Lord's Supper. Want to worship God in this. What I'd like, I'd like to invite the worship team to come back. Thank you guys for sitting down. You probably felt like sitting anyway for a couple minutes. You don't have to be a church member to partake of the Lord's Supper with us. And so I'd like for the church and pastors, council members, they'll come. This is what I want you to do. Will you grab the baskets? Come and stand right here first. I want to pray over the point of contact. And God bless the bread and bless the cup. To everyone who takes part and everyone that participates, God will thoroughly bless in a mighty way. You just come up here and God bless you. Face me. We're just going to pray right now. Church, you can pray too. You can stretch your hand forward. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. Just like Jesus gave thanks, Lord, the Last Supper, before he began to serve his disciples. Lord, we give you thanks for the bread and the cup. We give you thanks for your Holy Spirit works and operates through this great blessing. And we remember you, Lord. We remember you, O oh God. Bless everyone that partakes, God. In Jesus' name, bless everyone that's in this room. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you all would like to work through the crowd, uh, take a different section, pass the baskets around. We want to make sure everyone is served before we change and we eat. Now, I'd like to ask if you would, if you'll hold on to the cup and, and not partake of, uh, partake of it until we all do it together. I'd appreciate that. It'd be great. We do it together as a family and a body.
you have parents so your children can participate with you? You'd like that? They had to collect the fragments, the leftovers from feeding the 5,000. They were the ones that were supposed to loose and free up Lazarus from the grave clothes. They did many things together, many things together. But this night, on, on that special night, Jesus humbled himself even more so before them. He taught them about humility of washing their feet about humility, serving one another, that the master is no greater than the servant, the servant is no greater than the master. But then he shared with them the Lord's Supper, and the Apostle Paul gives account of this time, the special time of a new covenant. He was actually taking a Passover Seder meal and making a new covenant with it, with a portion of it, with the cup and the bread. He said here, Paul said, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do th this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now, there may be some here today thinking, I don't think I should partake of this. Well, we got a solution for that. It's called the mercy, the 
grace of Jesus Christ. It's called a moment that the Lord will hear through the praise in you. He'll forgive us. So if you're here today and you know you're backslidden, you're in sin, or you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, you can pray this prayer with everybody, and the Lord will forgive you of your sin. And so Paul says, so let them eat. Let them partake. This is what it's all about. Isn't it wonderful that even at this moment, 2,000 years later, this message of the bread and the cup, the fruit of the vine and the bread is an evangelistic message for anyone who can take Christ and receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So I want us to pray this prayer, and I'd like you to pray it out loud after me. As I begin to pray, just repeat after me. If you're at your seat and you know you're not right with the Lord, you know you're in sin, the Lord will forgive you. Just pray this prayer. Let it come from your heart right now. Let's all pray right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. To cleanse me. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I celebrated this morning. And I know you rose from the dead. Be Lord of my life. And cleanse me. I receive you. In Jesus' name. I thank you for your forgiveness and your love, and your gift. In Jesus' name. While eyes closed, if you pray this prayer, you accepted Christ as your Savior. You come back, you are wavered, you come back to the Lord. Just raise your hand right now. Just give signal to you and the Lord. Yes. There's more. Yes. God bless the children of loving hearts and tender hearts. Any moms or dads, any adults, any students, raise your hand and say, yeah, the Lord just cleansed me, forgave me. I believe, I believe. God bless you. If you'd like, go ahead and prepare your cup, separating your bread and the lid from your cup. Thank you now for what he did for you. Thank him for the cross. Thank him for dying on the cross for you. Lord, I thank you with praise. Glorify your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for salvation. For your pride, the prices you paid, the agony you endured. Thank you, Lord. Thank you today. I praise you. I remember you, Jesus. I remember you, Lord. I remember what you've done. And I thank you. Praise you, Jesus' name. Jesus took the bread, he broke it, and gave it. He said, take, eat, for this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Shall we eat together? Afterwards, he raised his cup and said, this is my blood that is shed for you. Often you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Shall we drink together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise and glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord, before we go to the Thanksgiving table. We give you thanks for all that you mean to us, oh, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I got to tell you, it breaks my heart knowing what Jesus has done for me. But it heals my heart to know that what has come to pass, that he didn't stay on the cross, but he rose on the third day. And he sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for me. And because of him and his sacrifice, and I remember him and what he's done, I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. Join heirs with Jesus Christ. You're redeemed. You're redeemed. Now, I want to sing this song a little bit more. And I want you to remember back when. Do you remember your bad days? Do you remember the time when you served yourself or you served some other God of this age? But then you come to Jesus and he sets you free. Oh, my. That's why I, like, I asked him. Noah had something else planned. I asked him to go on. Sing this a little bit more. Will you stand with me? Let's celebrate the Lord. Let's give him praise and honor and glory for what he's done for us. You thought I was worth saving. Yes. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed your life So I could be free So I could be whole So I could tell everyone I know You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed your life So I could be free So I could be whole So I could tell everyone I know After saying all that, singing all that, you just gotta say hallelujah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always look for that. It's like that crescendo. We start singing hallelujah to him for what he's done. So I want you to keep that in mind and be ready. Be ready to sing hallelujah. Sing this and rejoice in the Lord for what he's done for you. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life. So I could be free. So I could be whole. So I could tell everyone I know. Oh, 